Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy holidays. I'll say more about that in a minute. Let me, uh, I want to, Adam has a special announcement. I want to let him do his, his first before I do all the others. Adam. Good morning. Big crowd today. So for 20 years, Daily Bread Ministries has been helping the homeless, those in need in the Greer community. And some of you may have already seen this in the local newspapers, but we're continuing to, um, to enact the dream of Merle State by building a homeless shelter in Greer. Now, this is not going to be an easy, easy process. It's not going to be an easy project. To do it, we need your help. Um, we have uh, a number of positions that we're looking to fill with this project. So if you feel called to volunteer for this project, then by abs absolutely ask me. Go to our website at greersoupkitchen.com. Or we also are having a, um, uh, a question and answer session, a public meeting, on June 2nd uh, at uh, 6 p.m. at the Soup Kitchen, where you can ask your questions about, uh, about the program that we have. The thing about this homeless shelter, it's not the kind of, usually when we think of a homeless shelter, we think of one where people go and they stay every single day, right? Well, this homeless shelter is a little bit different. With this homeless shelter, we're going to be housing homeless families. We're going to have um, three living units and a living counselor. And these people will be going under a, uh, under a specific program, which is meant to get them out of homelessness and into the workforce. So rather than being a, a rescue shelter, this is what we are calling a rehabilitation shelter. So again, to do this, we need your help. We need your prayers. We need your gifts, but we need you to volunteer as well. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, interested in doing or learning more about, come see me. Um, Craig is also on our board of, of directors for the um, Daily Bread Ministries. Uh, you can send an email to info at greersoupkitchen.com, or you can come to our uh, public meeting. Again, it's on June 2nd at 6 p.m. at the Greer Soup Kitchen. Thanks. The meeting today at 4.30 for um, preview of the Holy Land trip has been canceled due to the holiday. We will reschedule at a later time. If you need more information, you can contact the office or you can contact uh, Bob or Bobby McQuaid directly. And I have their phone number and email if you would ask me about it after the service. I'll give it to you. The office is closed Monday for the holiday. Because of the holiday, this would have been the last library day, but we're, um, so we're instead, what we would like for you to do, if any, any children here had, had uh, have any books to turn in, if you'll turn the books in at the end of the service, Miss Patsy will be back there uh, looking for you. And then just a reminder, Katie wanted me to remind you that there is, uh, during Wonderful Wednesdays, there's also opportunities to go to the library. So uh, you, just, you, you don't have to wait <laughs> till next fall. But uh, anyway, I wanted you to know that. Okay, in, far, in, in the same vein, Vacation Bible School registration is open. Hard copies are available in the Family Life Center, church office, Katie's office, or you can go online to 2014.cokesburyvbs.com slash Memorial United Methodist. Okay? Everybody got that? I can give you that information afterwards too. 
uh, and our annual Lake Day is coming up, uh, which is a combined service on Sunday, June the 29th, following our 10 o'clock service here in the Family Life Center. We will be again this year at the large picnic shelter on Lake Robinson, okay? More details will follow for that also. All right. Last but not least, by no means, this is Memorial Day. A lot of people get Memorial Day and Veterans Day confused. Memorial Day, Veterans Day is when we recognize veterans. Memorial Day is when we recognize those who served, who died in the service of our country. And what I'd like for us to do is for us to take a moment of silence to remember all those who've died in our wars since the founding of the Republic. Let us bow our heads for a time of silence. May the memory of those who've died in the service of our country be forever remembered and blessed by you, O Lord. Amen. All right, let us begin our worship. Will you stand? you would like to have mentioned today during our um, corporate time of, of prayer or if you would like, like to have them prayed over during the week um, with our prayer group if you'll just raise your hand miss katie's coming around and she's got some um, prayer request cards and she will give you one of those and you can fill it out and then just give it back to her and i want to take a second too to um in case you do not know this is miss cindy and i'm very very thankful for miss cindy um for a couple of reasons. Number one, we're uh, Andy and I are transitioning out, and Miss Cindy is transitioning in, and we are so grateful for that. Um, you are going to be blessed with her voice and her leadership, and we are incredibly grateful for that. Um, but another reason I want to talk about that for a second is, um, la was it last summer that you did the hymns with the children? Okay. My kids came home singing hymns that I hadn't sang since I was young. And that was such a blessing to me. Cindy taught them, um, this is my father's world. And, and other hymns that I, I just weren't 
we don't get that in this service a lot, you know? And it's such a great thing to know that our children are learning those hymns that we grew up with in the Methodist Church. And I want to say that, and I want to thank Miss Cindy for that, and I also want to let you know that today, because of that, not because of that necessarily, but we are singing some more of these traditional hymns. And so just to give us a chance here at this contemporary worship service to kind of go back to our roots with the Methodist Church and to sing some of these hymns. So let's sing Nothing But the Blood. Tell them good morning. And children, come and join us on the carpet. everyone to think about a hero. I bet you guys can name some heroes from the movies and books. Hulk. The Hulk. Who else? Batman. Like Batman. League. Who? Like the Agape League. Huh. Haven't heard of that one. All right. Well, so we have, there are a lot of heroes out there, aren't there? 
fictional ones. Well, do you know we have real heroes? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Curtis told us what holiday we're celebrating. What holiday is Memorial Day? That's tomorrow. And that's tomorrow. But we celebrate over the whole weekend. And we love to cook out. What else do you like to do over this holiday? Oh, Gracie went swimming. We know she. the pools are opening and everyone's going. I went swimming at Grandma. I just swim every day because I'm on a swim team. All right. Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, well, that's a, you need a break. Okay, so we have heroes that fight for our freedom daily. Who's this? Does anyone recognize that? Miss Kelly. Who's that? Is that Brett? Mm-hmm. And he was in the military. And um, he was in an accident, and he was one of the lucky ones. He got to come home. A lot of our soldiers, our women and men, don't get to come home. In fact, at Mountain View this year, two of our students lost their dad in Afghanistan. He gave... He, <laughs> Um, gave up staying here at home with his family and went overseas to fight for our freedom. And that, that gives us the freedom to go to school, which may not seem like that special to you guys, but there's a lot of places that the children can't go to school. We get to go to the church we want to go to. We get to sing and dance. So we get to do a lot of things, and that's because of the people that have served in the military, and they are our heroes. And we need to think of them, especially on this weekend. So today we're gonna celebrate them. But there is one other that is the biggest superhero of all. Who was that? And Jesus. And Jesus. Jesus sacrificed his life, not just for our country, but for the whole world. And so at this time, when we pray for our soldiers that, and the families who have lost their loved ones, we need to pray and thank Jesus as well for sacrificing himself for us. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for the freedom that we enjoy. We are thankful for those who paid the price for this freedom. But even more important, we thank you for the freedom we have because Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself for our sins. Amen. in prayer. Oh God, you are the one who rescues us. And we come before you now, oh Lord, singing our praises, asking for our petitions to be heard, and confessing our sins. And so we do confess corporately, oh Lord, that even though we know of your power and we have felt your presence with us. We are hesitant. Uh, we give oft, so often to fear. Uh, we are faithless. And Lord, we need help. 
Even though you've never failed us, we often fail you. And we pray this day, O oh Lord, that just as you promised to send the Holy Spirit to the disciples, that they might be comforted and guided in all things. We pray, O oh Lord, this day that you'd send upon each one of us a fresh wind of that same Spirit, that we may be encouraged and strengthened uh, to rely on you and to trust you. And on this day, O oh Lord, we fulfill our covenant uh, by coming and worshiping with you, O oh Lord. And so we pray, O oh God, for all those others who are concerns of ours. We pray especially for those who are listed upon our prayer list. Uh, we pray for those who may be uh, sick in the body or the mind or the spirit. And we pray for individuals that we know of at this particular time. We pray for a friend who uh, we'll find out soon uh, whether or not her cancer has spread. And we pray, O oh God, that it has not spread. And we pray that she'll be comforted and healed, O oh Lord. We pray that uh, Bethany will grow up healthy and be uh, always be a believer. We pray for uh, a, a baby, Asher, who is um, preemie and who is fighting, O oh Lord, to survive. We pray in astral comfort uh, for this family. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would continue to guide us as we look for appropriate uh, leaders of our church, especially a, a new director for our youth ministry. We pray, O oh Lord, for a friend who is uh, sick this day. Uh, we pray for a new relationship that just began yesterday. Uh, we pray for that. Dear God, we pray for our church, our nation. We pray for those that might be on our hearts now. Lord, give us a mind to always give thanks to you in all things. To hear us this day, O oh God, we lift these matters of our hearts to you. And we pray, O oh Lord, knowing that you will hear us. And we pray that we will accept your good and perfect will in this and all things. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There is a scripture in Acts that I've always found very fascinating, and I think you will too. It's in Acts 17, beginning at verse 22. But I want to back up a minute and tell you that you should read verse 16 through 21 today sometime, as and you need to read the last part of it, verse 32 till the end of the uh, chapter. But the part that I want to read to you today is at verse 22. The Apostle Paul, as we know him, but he was not known then as Apostle Paul, stood up in a meeting 
of a place called the Areopagus. Wait a minute. Let me double check my pronunciation. Areopagus. Okay. Areopagus. And he said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you're very religious, for I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, and I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Now what you worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. And from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. And God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like a gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now He commands all people everywhere to repent. For He has set a day when He will judge the world with justice by the man He has appointed. And he has given proof of this to all men by raising this man from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us to grasp. Help us to grasp your unseen hand that works. That's costly at work. Whether we believe it or not whether we are aware of it or not, whether we rely on it or not. Your unseen hand is at work, always and everywhere, working things as you plan and for our good. We pray in your name. Amen. Now this coming week is Ascension Sunday. That's when Jesus finally goes back uh, to heaven after he was risen from the dead. And once all this occurred, these disciples spread out all over the known world carrying the gospel message. And this particular scripture uh, concerns Paul. And it, concern, it concerns one of his missionary journeys as he planted churches as he moved from Jerusalem to Athens, which is about 400 miles and along the way, he planted churches, he spread the gospel, he talked about the gospel. And along the way, his message was not always received. After all, he was talking about a man who had been risen from the dead. And to some, that sounded like foolishness. To others, that sounded very interesting. And along the way, from Jerusalem to Athens, he was actually run out of three different towns. He was jailed at least once we know of. His ministry was causing a stir. And he had just left Thessalonia, where he had established a church, and we have a letter to Thessalonia in our Bible. 
But while he was in Athens, and some speculation is that he might have been hiding out in Athens from being run out of town in Thessalonica or somewhere else, he noticed that the city was full of idols. And so he begins to reason with the citizens of Athens. And he starts like he always did first in the place of worship, the synagogue. Then he would go to the marketplace. And finally, in this particular case, he talks at this place called the Areopagus. That was the meeting place in Athens for the philosophers of the time. You see, Athens for centuries had been known as a cultural center. In fact, one of the ancient world's leading universities uh, was located at that time in Athens. Uh, Athens was second to Rome in importance in the ancient world. And this particular area uh, where people gathered and talked was just west of the Acropolis. Any of you have been to Athens and seen the Acropolis? Okay. You know that that was the site of the council that met. And so whenever people would, the, the philosophers were always trying to pursue truth. That's what they're looking for. How do we find out what truth is? And so they were welcomed uh, to people of various views. And so following that tradition, having heard of Paul's a very strange uh, uh, message about a man from the dead, they invited him to speak. And so the scene was set. And I want you to grasp this. This is sometimes hard for our modern minds to grasp that God is at work. God is working right now in your life, in the life of this church. God is working through all the situations that we confront, all the decisions that we make. And so here we have this scene. After many, many long miles after a stint in prison and several escapes from mobs, this self-described apostle, Paul, finds himself speaking in front of the most distinguished philosophers of the day in the city of Athens, a city second to only Rome in importance in ancient times. Now, think about that. The amazing turn of events that has guided Paul to this place and time to stand there in this place. And it's important before I tell you what he started to say and what he did is to, for us just to stop a minute and grasp if we remain open to the Holy Spirit's leading and we don't quench the Spirit with our free will, God can do great things in our life, in the life of those we love, in the life of our church. You see, the trouble we have today is oftentimes we only use secular reasoning and thinking to deduce the answer to whatever the question is. And if, we, if Paul had used only secular thinking and reasoning, Paul would have long turned back to Jerusalem, to home, to the safety of home. And he would have long time gave up telling this wild tale that God raised a man from the dead. 
if he did not understand and see that the Holy Spirit was guiding his every move, that God's handiwork was in his life, if he only thought in a secular way, he would have long given up. He would have long went back. Because all the signs pointed to that his mission was a failure. His mission was a failure. And yet, we see Paul standing here in this place, guided there by God's unforeseen hand. Now before we hear what Paul said to that distinguished group, we must note once more what Paul discovered as he walked around Athens. Paul discovers tradition, biblical scholarship confirms that the Greek people at that time were very fearful of offending the gods. They believed in a multitude of gods and they were so afraid of, of, of offending any particular god that they even built an altar, a place of worship, and inscribed it with, to the unknown God. Think about a culture that is so afraid of offending the gods that they build an altar to an unknown God, just in case there's a God out there that I forgot. I certainly don't want there something to happen to me because I forgot this God. And we're going to build this altar to the unknown God. So there among all the objects of pagan worship, alongside the altars uh, for the God of war, or the God of thunder, or the God of love, uh, there is this altar to the unknown God. Does not wonder come into your heart when you think about a God that causes a pagan world to build an altar to an unknown God and then centuries later send someone to stand there and to declare what you worship is something unknown. I am going to proclaim to you it is the God who made the world and everything in it the Lord of heaven and earth. Do you see? God did this so that people would seek Him and reach out for Him and maybe find Him. Though He is not far from each of us, for in Him we live and move and have our being. Friends, we do not live outside the existence of the presence of this unknown God that they had built an altar to. This God that we have a name for in our time, Jesus the Christ. What an amazing God who sits in the hearts of pagans long centuries before to build an altar to an unknown God. And then when the time is right in God's providential timing, sends someone to tell them the truth of the one and only God Jesus Christ. Friends, with a God that acts like that, that can influence events and people over centuries of time, why are we so... Why are we people of so little faith? Why are we? 
We should be the most faithful people who've ever lived on the face of the earth because we know what has occurred. We have seen God's hand. We should not fret and become anxious because God is in every decision. Maybe you don't like that story from Scripture. Maybe you would like to have one more modern and up-to-date. When I was in seminary, which is only a little over 20 years ago, I had a great fortune to be in chapel one day and heard a missionary speak. He told of his experience years before in a South Sea island where he had encountered a group of pagan native people, Indians, in the interior of this island. Their dialect was hard to understand and interpret. They had only limited contact in the outside world. The missionary described that he had so much difficulty in trying to communicate to the folks the gospel message that he was ready to leave. One day a fight broke out between two warring factions of this tribe. The missionary was ready to pack up and leave. His secular thinking said and had convinced him that there was no way that he could tell the gospel to these people. That his work was a failure because he thought everything concerned his thought processes alone. He was a missionary and yet he had forgotten that God is in everything. And so he was getting ready to leave and something unexpected happened. The leader of one of the factions, after several days of fighting, made a peace offering. Here's what he did. The chief of one warring group carried his infant son to the chief of the other group and gave him his son as a peace offering. And peace broke out. The two factions decided to lay down their arms and to become family, if you will, in the sense that that meant in those times in that day and with those, this person. And the missionary said, I cannot believe this has happened. What, what does this mean? And he inquired and inquired and wanted to understand this unusual act of sacrifice. And what he discovered was that there was an oral tradition that had been handed down for generations that simply said that in their past that they had a God whose name was now lost to antiquity who had once saved his people 
by giving up His only Son to a rival God. And as time passed and wars came along, this peacemaking model would ever so often be remembered and reenacted in the lives of these Indians, accounting for their survival and their... I hope you can feel this. An amazing God that we have that placed in the heart of a pagan tribe in a South Sea island that was all but forgotten the story of a God who so loved the world that He gave His only Son. A God who brought at the right time and place this missionary to reveal to these forgotten island people the name of this God. This God's name. My friends, we live in a very similar times, I believe. We live in pagan times. We live in times when God is trying to make sure people understand one last time the message of hope that He offers. And God, as the Scripture says, has overlooked the ignorance. But now He commands the people to turn to Him. Unconditional grace, friends, requires unconditional faith. This God has made Himself known. He has set a day, as the Scripture says, when He will judge the world with perfect justice. And the proof of this to humankind is the raising of Christ from the dead. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, said Jesus Christ. And therefore, we must ask ourselves as faithful, are we faithful disciples, how we will respond? Where is our faith? Is Jesus the Lord of every facet of our life? Or do we fall down at the feet of idols? Do we revert to secular ways of thinking? instead of having trust in the sacred hand of God that works in each one of our lives and works collectively in our church. I urge you to think about all this stuff this day. And may God bless it all to your understanding. Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith as found in this affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our usher come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
Will you stand? Let's sing together. this day and smile at you. May the Lord give you his peace. May the Lord continue to be present. 